27-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Welcome along to Utter Punts. We are your one-stop shop for the NFL. We're made by UK fans of the National Football League. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. Oh. And he misses it. That's impossible. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Right then, lads, I'm away on my honeymoon for the next couple of weeks, but because neither of you can be trusted not to spend the next 25 minutes going on about Lamar Jackson's pinky finger, the seeding hatred you have for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the ongoing screenplay that's being written about the fictional murder of Kirk Cousins, I'm here to keep you on the straight and narrow. First up, it's time for you to tell us the thing that's caught your eye in the NFL this week. quite all right him sat on his honeymoon isn't it barking orders out to us too like we're going to go on about things we care about that people might want to listen about and just because he doesn't get to talk about the bears this week he's really upset Dave it's like he doesn't really trust us to be well behaved I don't know what you think he definitely doesn't trust us to worry about be well behaved but to be honest with you (laughs) the difference between him and our producer because our producer went away for a couple of weeks went and indulged his gambling habit in Las Vegas and basically yeah mate all over it and then there's Liam, who's on his honeymoon, prioritising getting us set up so that we can record. Uh, and and yet we're, we're apparently meant off the back of Liam giving us a rather nice intro, I thought. We're meant to take the piss out of him. No, 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 no. Liam is ultimately far superior to Bell in pretty much every way. <laughs> Excellent. People can't see it, but we got the right reaction from our producer. Yeah. I think it's probably time we dealt with something rather sensitive. And uh, I know that you want to make a statement on behalf of all of us. Yeah, I think I think normally it's what, what Liam would open the show. But we, before we start talking about the week's games, we'd just like to join the rest of the NFL in wishing the very best to Damar Hamlin. Uh, shocking scenes on Monday night with the... The 2021 six-round pick out of Pittsburgh, taken to hospital, um, had suffered a cardiac arrest on the field. I'm sure you all know about it. Uh, still in a critical condition at the moment. We hope for him and his family for a full recovery. Um, Dave and I, utter punts, we, 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 love, we love the speed and aggression of this sport. It's, it's always worth remembering these guys literally do put their lives on the line each week for that entertainment. And Interestingly, he set up a foundation to provide toys for underprivileged children in December in his local area, uh, hoping to raise about $2,500. That fund currently now stands at just over $6 million. Um, the NFL is a community. It's one that we're proud to be part of, and we're all behind Demar and hope he gets for a full recovery. Hundred percent. That uh, said, this is going to be one of the most interesting um, week 18s or week 17s I've known for a few years, Dave. Yep, um, yeah, indeed. With I think four teams in the AFC for two spots and three in the NFC for one spot, um, and all the games on alive. So obviously there is still some some vagaries around the seeding, certainly the first three seedings now in the AFC because of the the Bengals and Bills game, whether it will be replayed or not, it does affect seedings one, two, and three. So there's nothing set in stone at all in the playoffs, which does add for a layer of intrigue. And I think the, um, I think the schedule makers have done well moving the Kansas game to the first game on Saturday, because obviously the Chiefs, without knowing the results of the two games or the Bills game, or then the, the potential Bengals game will, will be playing hard to try and get the number one spot. If they win, they only need a loss from the Bills or a loss from the Bengals to take the first overall, to, to take the first round and, and the buy again. Um, so some good games coming up, Dave. What do you think? What, what do you think about the NFC? Looks very tasty, that NFC. Might, might as well lead off with with this. Um, Kevin O'Connell playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers, like throws away the game against <laughs> Packers. Lulls them into a full sense of security if they do make the playoffs. Um, we've got the whole situation there where now we can pretty much afford to rest our players in the last game of the season. The odds were against us being able to take the number one seed. I think um, it's kind of likely that, that the Eagles will win out and, and take it. Now there's really no chance of us taking a, a higher seed than the, the third unless uh, San Francisco somehow lose, which is highly unlikely. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all in all, I think that we've done everybody a favour setting up a, a win and in scenario between the Detroit Lions and, and the Packers. Um 
and giving us our best possible opportunity to win at home by playing a team that we have recently beaten at home in Liam's second team, the New York Giants. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the NFC side of things is nowhere near as interesting as we AFC right now, I don't think. So much is, is more settled in certain state, apart from like those three teams who can potentially sneak into that last spot on the last day. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely interesting. Definitely. How, how are you feeling about the Steelers? Well, they're, they're, they're probably the team most likely to get in, aren't they? Now, I'd have no problem playing them in the in the playoffs. I don't think. I don't think anybody would. If the, if the Pats or the Steelers get in, I think I think they're probably just a, a corpse waiting to be slaughtered um, in one of these sort of first round wildcard games. But that'll be fun to watch, right? So they've got the. I mean, the Pats will probably if they if they win and get in, or if they lose and get in, they'll play the Bills probably twice in two weeks, and they'll probably get. I mean. You might be talking about an 80-10 sort of aggregate score over those couple of games because they've owned them over the last few years, haven't you? But the one that's interesting to me is the Seattle one. So if Seattle play the Rams on Sunday, don't they, prior to the yeah. Lions playing the Packers. So if, the, if the, Se- the Seahawks need to win, that's what they need to do. They need to win. If they lose, they're out. But if they win, they need a Detroit win. And then it's the Seahawks that go through to the Super Bowl and not, not the Li- go through to the playoffs and not the Lions or the Packers. So it'll be interesting to see that what, what, I, what I have got hope in is that even if Seattle win and the Lions, which will ultimately eliminate the Lions, I still think the Lions will go to Green Bay and have a real crack at the Packers. Um, I think they'll see it as an opportunity to make a real statement. So I quite like the way the schedule's worked out with that one being right at the end, because I still think the Lions, they're not a team that, with Dan Campbell, I don't think they're a team that will go there and lie down or be disappointed. I think they will go there and and they'll give the Packers a real hard time. And I, I'd love the scenario where the Seahawks beat the Rams uh, then the Lions beat the Packers <laughs> and the Seahawks go through. I'm sure that would please that you That would be well. cracking. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it would. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's there's so much coming up, um, but it's probably time for our boss man abroad to... Yeah, let's let's see how we got let, here, shall we? Let, 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 let's see how we got here, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, boys. Now, I volunteered to record the game reviews from my safari tent in the Maasai Mara, but producer Andy feared for my life, not because of the roaming wild animals just metres from the decidedly weak-looking tent zipper, but because my new wife might well remove and feed my testicles to the aforementioned roaming animals, so he's doing it instead. Here's last week's TV games all packed up for you. The penultimate week of the regular season didn't disappoint. Big games... Big performances, results that mean the playoff spots aren't yet locked. Let's start with the Cowboys' trip to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Now, Dan predicted a banged-up Titans side might take the week off. He wasn't far off. Dallas ran out 27-13 winners as Dak Prescott threw 282 yards with two touchdowns to Dalton Schultz. He did give up two interceptions, however. That's now a career high of 14 picks tying him with Derek Carr at the Raiders for the most in the NFL. Six wins in seven for America's team though. Prescott will have to iron out those errors if they're going to do anything in the playoffs. Dolphins at Patriots next. Obi-Wan Kenobi thought that fellow Jedi Teddy Bridgewater would grab his chance for the Dolphins and finish off Sith Lord Bill Belichick's scrap for the playoffs. And I quote, Teddy's not giving up any picks. Wrong Mr. Keane, he did. A third quarter interception by Kyle Duggar resulted in a 39-yard return for a go-ahead TD that pushed the Patriots to victory and keeps their playoff hopes very much alive. The Dolphins are clinging on, but they now need favours from Buffalo to advance into the postseason. I can't see it. Now I'm a Viking, Dave's a Viking, and New Year's Day was meant to be capped off by watching our team stomp Green Bay and finish off their hopes of slipping into the playoffs. That's how New Year's are meant to start, with Green Bay heartbreak. But of course it didn't happen. They survived early Vikings pressure to give Minnesota a good old slapping 41-17 at Lambeau. Justin Jefferson was kept quiet and Kirk Cousins was unable to find any answers when it mattered. Strip sacked, gave up a pick six and never looked comfortable in the pocket. Kirk summed it up with linguistic flourish. I just need to play better. 
eye. Now, the highlights of the game were Keyshawn Nixon's 105-yard kickoff return touchdown, simply stunning, and Aaron Rodgers' fake throw to run in a two-yard TD was the icing on the cake for Green Bay. Rodgers and his teammates now just one away from a playoff berth, and you've got to respect it. And finally, Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens. Cover your ears, Dan. You got mugged, son. The stain of the league, as you described the Steelers, found a way to triumph over Baltimore 16-13. Now, it was a tight affair, but Kenny Pickett stepped up in the final minute to throw a 10-yard touchdown pass to Najee Harris. It's the first touchdown the Ravens have allowed at home in four games, and it could prove costly in their mission to win the AFC North. Somehow, the Steelers' postseason is still alive. They can make it if they beat Cleveland and both Miami and New England lose. It feels unlikely, but you just never know with this game. One way or another, all will be revealed in the next few days, but that's week 17 all wrapped up for you. So, Dan, again, you're having to talk about the Steelers uh, on account of the fact that our producer just can't let things lie, can he? I mean, he calls me out the Teddy Bridgewater interception where Teddy heroically, heroically got himself knocked out attempting to stop a pick six. Uh, ultimately, that's probably why the Dolphins lost the game. Uh, I, I feel that I would have had a pretty good week overall in terms of the predictions by uh, opting for the most pessimistic outcome for myself and for yourself. Um, how did you feel when, 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 that touchdown went in and, and the Steelers beat the Ravens. You just knew, didn't you? Like as soon as, like with the four minutes left when they got the ball, the Steelers, it just felt like they were going to score and leave us no time. But I, I did say in my preview, the Ravens just needed to score 17 points to win the game. And I was right. Um, they did only need to score 17. Unfortunately, they only scored 13. Um, <laughs> I just, I think, um, I, I think it's one of those games that could have gone either way. And ultimately without our, without our best offensive weapon, in the lineup, we aren't we aren't as good an offensive team as as we as we are with him. Um, we are talking about somebody who would, can lead the league in rushing and can pass the ball really accurately and cause defense is a real problem. Um, I, I do think the Ravens have silently made the decision to rest him up until the playoffs once they got in, um, and I think they're giving him that rest and, and giving that O line. They were flexing in the O line. I don't know if you noticed in the second half of that game. So they were, they were, so Ronnie Stanley didn't play the full snaps and players like that. So the Ravens have got one eye on week one in the playoffs, whether they play at home or away. It, it's likely, I think, now that the Ravens end up playing the Bengals twice um, in Cincinnati. So in Cincinnati on Sunday and then again the following week in the playoffs. Um, and I'm well up for it with, with, you know, if we, our defense plays the way it is, I think it's a still, a, I think it is a, a top defense in the league. I think they can play well. I think with Lamar, if he is 100% fit and if they have got some tricks up the sleeve they've been working on then with him and Dobbins and Edwards and a fresh line, um, I think we could cause anyone problems. Do I think we'll win the Super Bowl? No, I think we need a bit more firepower, but I think we could give someone a bloody nose and I think that'll be fun to watch. But um, yeah, the Steelers, they're like, they're just like one of those baddies, aren't they? That just, like, they're like Terminator 2 when he just, he's taking lumps out of him and he's just still walking towards, he just can't. Can't put them down. And how how were it a Monty point Python's when we've got the Knight. Packers, the Pats, and the Patriots all still in with the hope of playing in the playoffs is beyond me. And it'll be a stain well, on us. I'm, I'm pretty sure game. that you've called them either a stain on the NFL, uh, broken, or yeah. like... The well, the Pats were broken, and the, and the Steelers were a stain on the NFL. <laughs> Stand by both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I what you're saying. Two, uh, Mike McCarthy in the playoffs, weren't we? Then, then Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, no? Well... Yes, I agree with that. But only you would continue to call the Steelers uh, a stain on the NFL in, in a week where the man who gave us the immaculate interception on the anniversary of said uh, event passed away. And I, I noticed the title of the show that we put out and I did smile and think that's the most inappropriate title for a show we could ever have put out. But there we go. That's Dan's influence, everyone. Send your hate mail his way. <laughs> I'm fine. I, well, I, I will say this about Mike Tomlin. He, um, the the statement he gave in the interview the day after the uh, Bengals Bills game was was really emotional and really heartfelt. He, he it's Damar Hamlin's a player that he knows well. He knows personally. He's known him since he's twelve years old. He said and talked about how the guy had worked so hard. So you know, fair play to Tomlin. I, I've never forgiven him from tripping up Jacoby Jones on the sideline and getting away with it in a in a. He got fined hundred k. Yeah, didn't they? Someone probably wrote me a check for that, didn't they? But still, you know, the way he looked, walked off and smiled and said he didn't know what he was doing, never really forgiven him for that. But, you know, a good coach. I believe him. Coach. Won't get I to 500, him. though, because the Browns, the mighty Browns are going to put him out. 
I, I, I told you at the start of the season, Tomlin just gets teams. I don't know how he does it. I've heard people criticise his coaching in the past, but he just seems to get people believing in much the same way as uh, Mercurial, Adam, Adam, Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of which, Teddy Bridgewater is his name. Just that's for our producer who uh, kept calling him Terry Terry for some reason. No, it's not Terry. (laughs) Terry's a good name, but it's Teddy. Utterpunts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. As always on Otter Punts, we like to preview the upcoming TV games and give you a bit of advice and guidance on how we think they're going to go and where there might be some value for money for you in the betting market. Now, because the games haven't been decided yet, it means you're going to have to do this yourselves. Dear listener, I wish you nothing but the best of luck as you try and follow these two punts down rabbit holes and off on wild tangents. Take it away, lads. Right, so, uh, yeah, first up, we've got the Chiefs at the Raiders. So this is nine o'clock half nine Saturday night. They've moved two games to Saturday, um, just so we get the five games that really matter on, on television, which is great. Only five games to talk about this week, but we start with the Chiefs at the Raiders. I think this is a clever piece of scheduling. Uh, like we said before, the Chiefs need to win to give themselves a chance at that number one seed. Um, the Raiders were interesting, weren't they? They they, they gave the, that mass, that great 49ers defence a bit of a bloody nose on, on Sunday night. Um, yep. And Jared, Jared Stidham, you know, well done. He looked, did look like you gave him a bit of a boost. He looked like they, they opened it up a little bit. And um, they, they looked as good, as good against that 49ers defense as I've seen anyone in the last sort of eight, 10 weeks. But I, I just can't. I mean, the, the Chiefs have to win, you know, even though they're on the road. I think, I think they're pretty much a sure thing. I can't see the Raiders causing the Chiefs a problem. Can you, Dave? It's just a psychological perspective of what what everyone of the Raiders is playing for a job next year, but actually has nothing to lose this year. So if I can let it all out, if I can leave it all out there. And I think that there's a different mentality for the Chiefs in this, just based on the fact that they're going to be getting through into the playoffs, guaranteed. Uh, and they've got big games coming. Um, so whilst they have to win, they also have other things on their mind. And I think that's going to be an important thing. Um, I... Would not be surprised for it to be a lot closer than people think. A lot, lot, a lot like last weekend. I actually took the Niners with points. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, I took the Raiders with points over the Niners, but not quite enough. Mm-hmm. Half a point under. I was a, a little bit gutted. Um, <laughs> but it, it's 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 one of those where it it's not so much the form now. I think everybody's got half a mind on what's coming up. Uh, and I think that the teams that are playing with freedom have every chance of causing an upset, particularly when they're not going to be resting starters uh, other than Carr, obviously, who's no longer a starter. He's left with the team, which is uh, it's a crying shame, but I understand that it. It, it, it looks like his contract was basically a, a one-year trial with 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 a new head coach. Um, and obviously, for Josh McDaniels, it hasn't it hasn't meshed in a way where they've, they've found success. Although I would argue it probably isn't down to Carr's play uh although he has struggled at points i think it's more the fact that his contract does take up a fair chunk of cap space and as a result other areas of the team suffer but also there does seem to be a response to the fact that there was a change in guard at quarterback and Stidham did play to a level that i didn't think he was capable of before seeing bits of that game um so we'll see. He, he might well regress back to the, the Stidham that has been there at his previous stops, which didn't really amount to much. I still have to take the Chiefs. I think you're right. 
but I think Raiders might get close. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think there'd be points in this. In, in the first meeting, the, the Raiders really were unlucky not to beat them in Arrowhead, if you remember. Um, what was good to see last week was Darren Waller back making plays. You haven't seen him all year. Um, he was I was really high on him in the sort of fantasy circles at the start of the season because I thought he was going to have a great season. But um, he has, he's been injured. He's been in and out. But actually, him coming back adds another dimension to him. And did you see the, the Adams catch with one hand from behind the, um, the, the cornerback? He's, that was... He's very good. So I'm players so like glad him, he's no longer with other Packers. Yeah, I bet. Well, not yet. He might come back next year. Um, <laughs> the... Um, but with players like that, like you say, with Waller, with Adams, with Jacobs, you know, with with a quarterback that's actually willing to move the ball downfield, they, they, they can score points and they, they can cause problems. And, and the line is ten point five for the Chiefs, which I think I'd be I'd be I'd be tempted to go with the Raiders plus the points. Yeah, the Chiefs aren't that they're winning games and that you know fair play to them. They are moving the ball really well, but they just they look really susceptible to a to a high powered team. And I think the Raiders can be that. Um, so I, I I'd probably go Raiders plus the points, Dave. You won't find any argument here. I think that 10 and a half mm. does seem like a lot. Particularly, as, like I say, I do think the Raiders are going to keep it closer. I'd be happy to squeeze that line down as low as seven and a half, to be honest. I think uh, yeah. just over one touchdown seems about right. Yeah, I can't see it being like a two-score game. I just can't see, um, like you say, with, with playing with that freedom, especially playing at home in the last game of the season, I can see that being a fairly nasty atmosphere for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will overcome it, but I, I do think it'll be a lot closer than the bookies think. Next game... This is a tight one. So this is the late game Saturday going into Sunday morning. So sort of half one Sunday morning, um, Saturday night. It's Titans at Jags. Um, the, the Titans who looked absolute shoo-ins for the AFC South five or six weeks ago haven't won a game since they beat the Packers on Thursday night football in November. I know. Um, I remember praising Mike Vrabel straight after that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, and again, going up against the Jags team who have, who were absolutely on fire um, and won again quite easily last weekend against the Texans. It was only the Texans, but they still needed beating. Um, and the Texans did beat the Titans the week before. Um, and they did manage to rest some players in the second half. So they pulled Etienne out of the game. They pulled Trevor Lawrence out of the game, the Jaguars. Doug Peterson saying, I think it's a bit of a dig at the Titans, saying we don't we don't rest players. We play to win every game. And when the game is won, we'll, we'll think about what we're doing. Different approaches because the Titans, as we said, did pull pretty much every starter out on offense and defense against um, last week. So this is a, this is a big game, Dave. So the winner of this game definitely goes in, wins the AFC South. Mm-hmm. The Titans, if they lose, are definitely out. If yep. the Jags lose, they can still get in as a wild oh, card, which I didn't realize until today. Yeah. So oh, if, I did not realize. They'll, they'll, they'll finish eight and nine if they lose. And it, all they need, and it's all, you know, it's not much. They need the, the, the Jets to beat the Dolphins, which they probably won't. They need the Bills to beat the Pats, which they probably will, and they need the Browns to beat the Steelers. If all those things happen, the Jags go in as as the seventh seed, um, which is really it does make everything quite interesting, ready for Sunday, doesn't it? It really does. Um, the thing with the Titans is they they rested their starters and they actually played a close game, particularly yeah. in the first. Start. It was Dallas, wasn't it? I think, um, and it, yeah. it, it was interesting. There, there, there was there was fight. There was passion. There was uh, a desire to win the game from the players who were starting. I mean, it, it was interesting to see. Uh, uh, is it Josh Dobbs? Is it? He, he actually looked to move the ball better than Malik Willis, which could be interesting. He could be the starter this coming uh, against the, the Jets. Oh, he is. And, yeah. yeah, no, he is. And, they announced him as the starter for for the Jags for the Titans. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised because he 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 seemed to be reading the defense well, and it's a good defense, Dallas. And he was moving the ball. He he was audibling into run plays, everything you'd really want from from a, a veteran quarterback. Um, and the fact that that guy has done the rounds uh, pretty much as a first ringer wherever he's been, getting work as a practice squad quarterback, it's a hell of a story if he can come through and do something for them. Um, I'm all for it. Much as I do like the Jags, I think Trevor Lawrence will be there for a long time. But I kind of like the story for me would be to see the Titans having taken the decision to rest up their the starters and just about bursting themselves into the playoffs. I'd be interested to see what that could do for them because I know that that, that Liam warned against it, quoting a commentator uh, or a friend of his who said that you should never save anything for. for for a, a maybe, but 
it could turn out to be a very shrewd move. And, and, and again, Jacksonville picked up a few bumps and bruises in their last game as well. Uh, whilst obviously the Titans depth got, got some snaps, got some starting experience and definitely won't have been demoralised by, by that game. Yeah, they're they're an incredibly well-coached team, aren't they, the Titans? If Rabel does have that unit, does have that team, he definitely has the locker room and they're willing to run through a wall for him. And it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Titans managed to pull this off. Um, up for that one big game, you know, they have got that sort of Patriot South mentality where they... They are up for everything. They could make this a really messy game. Lawrence isn't 100%. He, he's missed training the last two weeks. He was touch and go to play on Sunday. They, they played him for the first part. He looked good and they looked healthy. But um, I, I, the line is five and a half, which, you know, if the Jags win, I think they'll blow them away. But I just can't see this Titans team. If they've, they're rested and they're ready for this, I... I, I think that I think I'm going to go against the Jags here, which is probably not logical because they're on a, such a good run. The Titans are on such a bad run, but I just think there's a championship oh, element to this Titans team, um, and, I, and I'm going to go the Titans plus the points. And I don't really know why. I think the line will be healthier. I think they'll run the ball well with with Derrick Henry. I do think they should use Malik Willis in the way that maybe the Saints use Taysom Hill a little bit because he does have incredible Jesse. mobility. Yeah. Um, and you could even have him and Dobbs on the field together. And just to give that Jags defense, which is young, um, just something else to think about because we haven't seen that from the Titans. And maybe that's what they've worked on last week. Um, but you're right, Dobbs moved the ball well. He got the ball to Woods. He got the ball to Burks. Um, they moved the ball really well. And I can just see them making a stand here, the Titans, and turning this round. And I'll certainly take them with the five and a half points, I think. I think that's a very good bet. There's also a little bit of history uh, riding against the... Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in that no team who have had back-to-back number one picks have had a a winning record in their third season. So when you told me earlier, (laughs) yeah, when you told me earlier that that they could still qualify as the wild card if other results go for them, then I think they'd be the first team to qualify for the playoffs. And yet that's that that no team has had a winning record after taking uh, the first two round picks it's an interesting one. I think Tampa Bay had it twice. Um, this is all courtesy of Carl Krabs uh, from the Draft Network. Uh, Tampa Bay had it twice. Did the twice. Browns have two first round, two first overall Yeah, yeah, so 17 and 18. Yeah, but I knew mm-hmm. that one because I, I do love the draft. Um, but like the, the others were before my time. I think either way, I don't, I don't, I don't really mind either of these teams getting in. The fact that the Titans can get in and the Jags, I think I'd prefer both of those teams in than some of the other options available to us. Um, for it, personal it reasons, it would amuse me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can understand definitely. that. Um, yeah, and I just think I know that I know the Titans are underdogs. I know that everyone's sort of saying the Jags should win. But I remember last year it was the other way around. It was the Colts who needed to beat the sort of dead Jaguars who were really not playing for anything. Um, to get in and, and the Jags turn them over. And I think this division is it's a bit funny like that. And these games can turn around. So I, I, I yeah, I've got, a, I've just got a funny feeling as much as the Jags, I think are a better team. I think there's just something that tells me the Titans will, uh, will get this one over the line. And that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm with you. Take, take the Titans with the points. Okay. So the, the, we think, we think the Titans might squeak through. Then the, the first game on Sunday then, um, which I think is a really, I don't think it's the best game for them to put on, but here we go. It's the Pats at the Bills. Um, obviously, the Pats are still playing for something. The Bills, I mean, their minds are probably elsewhere, aren't they, at the moment? But they are they are sort of playing for the number one seed and they are in control of the number one seed um, should they fulfil all their games. Um, for me, this one, the, the Bills have absolutely owned the Pats the last few times they've played them. I think they've played them twice in the last, end, end of last season, the last few weeks, and they destroyed them. This was the game they, the Bills played the perfect offensive game in. They scored the maximum amount of points on the maximum amount of drives. Um, and it's the first time in history that had happened. They haven't they didn't punt against them for three games. Um, I think the Pats have, and I've said it a few times, they, they've made their way through by beating some fairly average teams or teams that have been under strength. Their defence has been really good and scored quite a lot of points for them. I think they've, their defence has scored seven touchdowns for them. I think it's their best wide receiver. Um the same thing happened again against the Dolphins, which has put them in this position where if they win, they're in. Um, but for me, Dave, the Bills are just going to blow them off the park, aren't they? From a purely logical perspective, you're quite right. However, here's something for you. This, this is a little curveball prediction, which probably won't happen simply because of the unlikeliness of the event occurring where it would allow it to happen. But I think if Bailey Zappi ends up finishing that game, i.e. Matt Jones gets injured or taken out of the game, 
they'll make it close. I think Zap, Zappi's been there long enough now to actually get more of a, a feel and a, a grasp of what that offense is. And with very little experience, when he came in, he initially gave him a, a, that, that little kick. And I actually really like Matt Jones. I, I thought he was um, out of a draft um, when he was picked, and he didn't go as early as he'd maybe been told by the NFL player council that let people they, they kind of have a word with people and say oh this is where we think you'll go and his teammates were being picked ahead of him and his reaction was amazing he was glad for them you didn't get any impression that he was in any way feeling bitter about where he was he was just happy for, for his teammates to get picked high up in the draft because they were getting paid and he does wear his heart on his sleeve and that might not fit New England like Brady kept kept it buttoned up this Brady that we see now a bit more open a bit more emotional it was a much rarer thing with the Patriots because they very much have that don't let anyone know what you're thinking mentality um, maybe Jones is just too much of a human being for that particular uh, regime so I, I can see them wanting to move on from him unless he takes some leaps and bounds and I think it's very easy for him to be blamed for things going wrong there, and maybe a little bit unfairly. I feel like he's trying to inject some life, some energy, um, and and basically belief back into the team. And I think he's kind of been hung out to dry a little bit by his coaches who aren't saying, no, he's leading with what we want from him. He's been tagged as a dirty player by a couple of defensive players. The first one where he grabbed a guy's ankle, I honestly think he took a bang to the head and genuinely thought the guy had a ball and was trying to tackle him. Um, and I think that player has since, I can't remember who it was, but I think they've come out since and sort of said, no, I'm cool with Matt now. But then he, he got fined for a, yeah. And then he got fined for um, a, block, a penalty uh, where he basically tried to stop the player who was chasing down <laughs> the guy who was trying to stop a touchdown on a pick six. And okay, it was it was maybe not the most efficient way to try to do, but I honestly looked at it and thought what he tried to do was get him away and then fell over in the way that a a European soccer player would be looking to get uh, a penalty. Like that, that's what I think he was doing. And you know, maybe I'm I'm cutting him a little bit too much slack. I don't know, but I I just think that even though I I do think that he can go on to be a good quarterback. Right now, the tone isn't quite right with the Patriots. I really hope he, he corrects that. Um, but I can see them. It's a must must win game. If he's struggling, Belichick won't hesitate to make a change if he thinks it can help. So I think if Bailey's happy, finishes the game, they're going to make it close. Um, if it is Mac Jones, just because of that personality clash that I think is there at the moment, I think, I think they'll, they'll struggle to keep it quite so tight. But we'll see. And I hope Matt Jones does prove me wrong, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right about Matt Jones. I think I think there's a I think he is being blamed for quite a lot of the stuff that's going on, which is which is odd. But I think the um I think the quarterbacks always cop for that a little bit, don't they? So they you know they're 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 the heroes when things go well, even if it's sometimes in spite of them, and they're certainly the villains when it goes wrong. Um because they're just the face of it, the quarterback. They, they. That's why that's such an important position because it does carry the weight of the franchise with it. And I think you're right. I think he's trying to inject some life into it. I think he's trying to be a bit more adventurous. He's trying to push the ball down the field. He's trying to do all these things. And actually, the Pats coaches are scared. The offense, certainly on the offensive side, Judge and, and Patricia, they're scared to do that because they don't want to put Bill's defense under unnecessary pressure because it's the defense ultimately that's winning them the games. Now, whether whether if they did try something that they would have more success, I don't think we're going to find out. And I'm surprised because some of their receivers, you know, Hunter Henry's back healthy. He's playing well as a tight end. He's he's a good pass catcher. You've got Jacoby Myers, who's who's always been good for them. You've got they signed Devontae Parker in the offseason. There's there's enough there's enough players on that offense to 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 run a, a normal offense, but they they do seem intent on just shortening the games and, and playing defense. So and I think. Against some teams that might work. Against the Bills, I, I I do fear for them, and I think that this Bills team will be, especially at home. I mean, the atmosphere there is always raucous, but this it's the Pats. It's following what happened on Monday night. Um, I, I am looking though. I'm, I don't. I don't know if I'm rightly to be concerned, but you can't get odds on this game um, anywhere. So I, I I still I wonder if this game is up in the air somewhere uh, with the NFL and the schedule makers and whether they. 
are going to even play this game, the Bills. Um, I, I'm not sure yet. So as, as we're recording, the game's still going ahead. It's, it's, it's a Sky game at six o'clock. But I'm when when the when the bookies all sort of suspend something and don't let you get a bet on it, it tends to mean something's happening with that game, whether it's going to be moved or whether they may sort of change the date. But um, I think just I'd understand if I did. I, 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 yeah, I, I really would. I mean, it, we'll get. I'll get into it a little bit more later on, but I do think that um, sometimes football doesn't come first. That, that's it, really. Um, and like, if it had been a football-related injury, I think it's a different mentality. I think people go into that with the knowledge of what can potentially happen. This was different, and like, it should be treated accordingly. Um, it, I think you're you're. Potentially correct. Uh, if the game takes place, I think the Bills should have too much for them. I'd go with the Bills. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I, I'd pick the Bills, I think, against most teams, especially at home. I, I would certainly pick them against this Pats team. So um, I think this is the final death nail for these Pats. I think we'll uh, get them beat and we'll see them in 2023. Luckily, not in the playoffs. Um, it would amuse me if you were wrong, but yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I've got this thing that they're going to get through and somehow we'll play them. The Ravens will play them and they'll beat us. And I'll just have to, I'll just go silent on social media for about six months and hope everyone forgets what I've said. <laughs> we'll see. Um, after that then, following that nine o'clock, uh, Liam's second team, the Giants, against um, one of our teams, really, the teams that we've liked all season, the Eagles. Giants, but both these teams are in the playoffs. They're, they're really playing for, for seeding, I think. Um, the Eagles need to win now, having lost two straight to get the number one seed. Um, and the Giants really, I think they're fixed in the sixth spot. I don't think they can move up. I don't think they can move down uh, because they'll have a better record than the Seahawks, Lions or Packers. So not much to play for other than the Eagles. So I think Hurts should, should be back but I don't think they'll play him. Um, I'd be very surprised if they didn't give him another week off if it is a, if he is carrying an injury. Um, I think the Giants will just be celebratory. I think they're just relieved to be in the playoffs. I think the Eagles at home will want to make a statement. They've lost two bounds on the bounce. I think they will want to come and make a statement here. I think they'll have too much for the Giants. I think the Giants can just be a little bit overmatched. Although you have to say that of the teams that had a run and then had a wobble, the, the Giants are the team that stayed the course and come back and turn that round. So fair play to the coaching staff. We've, we've said it a number of times on the pod. I think Dable's doing a fantastic job. The team are with him. They have got some players coming back from injuries, which is helping them. But they're, they're, they're sort of star picks that they've had over the last few years and they're high picks. So Evan Neal started playing well. Andrew Thomas is playing well. Kayvon Thibodeau is playing well. Saquon looks like he hasn't got leggy. He looks like he's come back from there by and he looks good. Daniel Jones is starting to look like a real talent. Um, I think he ran two touchdowns on Sunday and, and passed for another two. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is the future as a, as a quarterback, but in that sort of offense, if he can have that diversity, I think he could cause someone some problems. Um, the Giants, to me, look like a team that will get someone close in the first round of the playoffs, but probably lose. Um, the Vikings the Eagles have got... It almost definitely is yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. And they might well pip us. I mean, they lost on a 61-yard field goal. Otherwise, the game is going to overtime. Um, I want to make something very, very clear. <laughs> I, I appreciate and respect the Eagles as a football team, as an entity. I despise them. I only realised it this week when a friend of ours, um, his his other half was uh, picking a, um, a VNFL team that she was going to support moving forward, uh, just in order to to get some stuff at uh, the Expo kit. Um, and I realised the only team I didn't want her to pick was the Eagles, and I, I felt that if I acknowledged that at the time, she was definitely going to pick them. Um, apparently, I'm very annoying which is probably fair. Uh, but the, the, I, I don't like the Eagles, and I I think it is their fans more than anything else. So I'm just throwing it out there. Eagles fans, the, the ones who like to climb up, lubed up, bland posts. You, you ruined your football team for me, and which is surprising because the, fo- the soccer team that I support probably has a similar reputation to you. But, like, yeah, I can't. I don't like you. 
I don't like you at all. And at some point, I hope I have the opportunity to express that in person and eloquently. Um, obviously, just, just verbal confrontations, please. That's uh, Dave Dotkeen at I Hate. It's not always sunny in Birmingham. It, it, it's always rainy in Birmingham, and that will be a better show. I tell you what, it's a shame that you and you weren't on the Richard Graves show, the Cowboys fan, because I'm sure you'd have really liked that rant around the Eagles rant that you just made. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a, what yes. I love about this game. I, I, I like the Eagles. I, I think I think they're a good team to watch. I like watching that sort of that sort of game, and I think they'll. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of an Eagles 49ers um, matchup in the playoffs. I think that'd be really exciting. Ones that I'd really like to watch. But the Eagles are giving up 14 points here. The Giants are getting 14 points on the handicap, which is the biggest handicap of the week. And given that most of the teams are dead, um, I think that's a little bit disrespectful. Um, I think the Eagles will win, but I, I can't see them 30 points in the Giants. I don't think anyone does, do they? Um, so for me, Dave, I'm going to go. I'm going to Eagles to win because I think they need to. Um, but I do think the Giants will keep it a lot closer than 14 points. What do you think? Uh, I'd definitely take the Giants with the points. That's probably what my pick would be. Um, I can see the Giants just simply because we're, they're going to play the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, deciding that it's time to show everybody that they can actually beat up on a on a top seed in the NFC. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I'm going to pick this one on what I think would annoy me the most. And I think it would be the Eagles, a team that I despise, but appreciate as a football team, uh, throwing it away and losing to the Giants and then giving Liam a form of bragging rights, <sighs> heading into the playoffs. And then if they beat us in the playoffs as well, oh man, just it just, it just wouldn't be right. I must say right. the preview of that game would be, I would find very interesting because I think I could find a way of winding you both up, which would be... I I'm pretty sure you would, yeah. <laughs> we come to the final game of the week, which is a, which is an absolute belter, um, which is the late game Sunday, so Sunday night football, which is the Lions at the Packers. Um, everyone's favourite second team, I think the Lions, safe to say. Everyone's sort of rooting them on. Uh, I'm, I'm, go I'm going off them just because of the local rivalry. Like I, I see them, they're, they're starting to become a threat, so they're no longer. Ah, oh, look, look, look at my little brother doing well for himself. It, it's much more. Oh dear, he might be bigger than me. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, and you've got to respect it. And I, it's, it's, it's all on Dan Campbell. Uh, a, a man who turned up there was laughed out of the park at, at his own press conference based on. You know, what was it? If we get knocked down, we're going to bite you on the knees. I mean, it, it was, again, like this common refrain with the NFL, but it was very Monty Python's Black Knight. Uh, come back and I'm going to bite your legs off. You know, that kind of thing when sitting there pretty much dismembered. But he's forged a team. He's forged a bond. And you can tell they'd run through brick walls for him. And he also seems to trust his coaching staff uh, and puts faith in them until they fail him. and. I think one of potentially one of the most underrated moves this year was when they sacked their 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 DC. Uh was their defensive backs coach. It was someone who was high profile on their defensive coaching. Uh and he didn't want to let him go, but he did. And they just seem to have consolidated and started winning games ever since. So he's done a very good job. Yeah, the the defense hasn't been great, but their offense has been has been back to being probably one of the top three offenses in the league. They they move the ball so easily. Um, two really good running backs. DeAndre Swift had a big game last week. Um, helped me win my redraft fantasy league. Thank you, DeAndre. Um, <laughs> but I think they're deep. I think you're right. I think I think they sat the defensive backs coach. Can't remember his name, but I think he did that to protect Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator there, who he's got a really good relationship with, and actually. They they were they were gouged on the run, weren't they, against the Panthers? Um, and then last week it looked like the same thing was happening. They managed to shut it down. So the, the Lions, the Lions are feisty, aren't they? And I think I think they're a team that we'd like to see in. I, I can see them giving the Packers a bloody nose. They, the Lions may be out of this. We spoke about it before. They might be out of this before the game starts. So if the Seahawks win, the Lions are out. Uh, if the Seahawks beat the Rams, which they they should, um, the Lions are out. But I, I still think even then the Lions would give these Packers team a bit of a rough up. Um, the points line on this is 49, which I think I'd be tempted to go over because the Lions can't defend. All they do is score points and concede points. So this could be this could I be agree. very much 35-30 um, going in the line at only 49, I think is too low. Um, 
because I think this will be a bit of a points fest. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the Lions with the with the four and a half points. I think I think the Packers have been playing well, and obviously now you're starting to expect them to win. I still don't think they're incredibly good. Um, that they have played better. I think they they met a Vikings team with a game plan on Sunday, and I think that's flattered them. I still think the Vikings were unlucky in that game. I think some of the decisions um, weren't particularly favourable for the Vikings, and I can say that as a neutral. It didn't look right. Um, I think the Vikings were unlucky, certainly with the end scoreline. It should never have been that, and we know the Vikings, once they get down, can get can get wiped out. Dallas showed us that. But I think this Lions team has got some fight. They'll keep scoring points. And even if they go three touchdowns down against this Packers team, they'll keep throwing the ball. They'll keep airing out. And this Packers team is susceptible. Um, so for me, I think the Lions will win. Um, I think I'll certainly take them with the four and a half points. And I'm hoping that that means the Seahawks make the playoffs. I like your prediction. I'd appreciate that outcome. I think I'd rather the pack the, the Lions made it than the Packers. Um <laughs> But I do probably respect Aaron Rodgers in the face of much criticism, uh, much derision. He still somehow manages to lead a team. Uh, to I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he can be denied. I'd love to know what conversation he had with the uh, serpentine gods the last time he was on ayahuasca. And it seems to have given him unshakable confidence in his own intellect. Uh, and at the moment, he seems to be proving himself correct in the face of. An awful lot of naysayers. So fair play, Aaron Rodgers. Can't really knock you. I want the Lions to win. Um, Lions with points, but I think the Packers will win it possibly by a three-point margin. I think it will be that close. Um, but I don't think Rodgers will get denied. Um, and yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I do think they're gonna they're gonna get in. Um It'd be yeah. some feat, wouldn't it, to have you know to get Rod for Rogers and Brady both to make it from where they've been from season. where they were. Um, mean, yeah. It would be it would be outstanding. Actually, is the playoff better with Brady and Rogers in it? Yeah, I'll, probably yeah. is, isn't it? It's probably a game you want to see. I, I'd love to watch the 49ers go and absolutely destroy the Packers again in Lambert. Oh, it'd be amazing to watch. You know, send the <laughs> Packers all over to San Francisco. He's a San Francisco fan. Get them over there. Get get the 49ers beating 53-2. Um, that's that's my idea of a wild card weekend. Um, I'm getting senses that Liam's itching to say something. Um, shall we see what he's going to say? You know what it will be. He'll want us to wrap up the show, move on, and uh, stop eating up time. It could be better consumed by him doing other things. Oh, he's already doing those other things. But yeah, let, let's hear from the big man. Here at Utter Punts, we're delighted to be partnered with endzonekit.co.uk, one of the best kit suppliers out there. Whatever you're looking for to represent your American sports team, Endzone has got something for you. In sizes from newborn all the way up to 3XL and larger, endzonekit.co.uk can provide gear to fulfill your NFL, NCAA, MLB, NHL and NBA needs. Endzone source their stock in the USA, they ship it over here too, which means delivery is lightning quick and can be with you ahead of the big game. And if you love a bit of retro style, Endzone's got you covered too with a whole range of vintage and pre-loved kit for you to choose from. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. Endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for American sports kit. As the two-minute warning hooter sounds on Utter Punts, it's time for the lads to nominate their NFL Utter Punts of the Week. What have you got for us this week, Dan? Yeah, Utter Punt of the Week. Um, I, I found this difficult because I'd like to nominate two, but I can't. Um, I didn't like the way the Raiders and Josh McDaniels have handled the Derek Carr situation. I think all they've really done is devalued a player they could have got a decent trade value for. But now they've told everybody he's definitely not part of their plans, so it probably lowered his value a little bit, a bit like the 49ers of Garoppolo. But um, it's Ron Rivera for me. Um, they they lost the game on Sunday against the Browns. That's I mean that's bad in itself. They they changed the they changed the quarterback, so they went back to Carson Wentz, even though we know Carson Wentz is a bottle job and he can't win games. They need to win. That was the first thing he did. Uh, and the second thing is in the interview afterwards in the post-game in the post-game conference, he he didn't understand that if the Packers beat the Vikings, that that meant the commanders were out. He didn't know the scenario 
that, that his own team to make it into the playoffs. He was surprised. Watch his press conference. It's funny. Someone says to him, "So if um, if you are eliminated tonight with the, with the Vikings, if the Packers win, would you switch to? Would you, is it worth giving Sam Howell a go at quarterback to watch it?" And Ron Rivera said, "What do you mean we can be eliminated?" He didn't know. Auto punt. Auto punt. Dave? I respect that nomination. I, I, I do respect it because mainly because I felt, felt it was the wrong thing to bring in Wentz for, for Heineke and multiple. <laughs> when, when you brought someone in because you feel that they're turning the ball over too much and yet two of your new quarterbacks' first four passes go for interceptions. Come on. Um, but my nomination is an unknown person. Uh, whoever it is does know who they are. But somebody... Uh, who probably works lower down in the NFL um, because I've seen is it Troy Vincent, their, their VP of operations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Troy, Troy Vincent. I've seen him vehemently deny that any suggestion was made that the player should be going back on the field on Monday night, which is the right call. Somebody, though, told them that they would be. And in my opinion, it's most likely to be someone who's not quite senior, senior within the NFL. Uh, probably someone who's a little bit jobs worth, who knows the protocol when there is an injury on the pitch, is that you get five minutes. But didn't seem to understand that a human tragedy taking place in front of him is different to a impact injury. Um, and as such, there was a scene where Stefan Diggs was crying whilst attempting to get the Bills players up to play. You had Joe Borrow going out and doing practice throws. Um, there's no smoke with that fire. They definitely expected to have to go back out. Whoever made the decision that they weren't going to, um, and whether that be the players or senior NFL officials, they did the right thing. But my utter point of the week is whichever person, and no one knows who this is, whichever person made the call to tell them that they were going to have to go back out on that field, needs to take a long, hard look in the mirror and consider what it means to be a human being in this day and age. Yeah, that's my nomination. Very well said, Dave. I think even though Rivera is an absolute utter punt, I think I'll go with you on this one. Uh, very well said, mate. Back to Liam again, then. Yeah, I'm, we might as well let him have a final say because we both know that it probably would prevent this from being uploaded if we didn't allow it. So over to the big man, and we will see you next week. That's all we've got time for this week on Utter Punts in association with endzonekit.co.uk. Don't forget, you can get a whole range of American sports kit with a 15% discount if you use the code PUNTS at checkout. Dan, Dave, thank you very much. Yeah, goodbye from me. Thank you. Pleasure. We'll see you next week on Utter Punts. Utter Punts.